Hello once again and welcome back to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. This week uh, to Rachel and I uh, and then later on I'm going to be joined by a couple of players that will be uh, performing at BT Murrayfield on, on Saturday as part of Silver Saturday, uh, cup final day for, for, for the women's game. But Rach, how's things this week? How's uh, how's the body after your fixture at the weekend? All back to normal? Yeah, body's okay. Um, just got one week of league games left. We've not made it into playoffs now, so... I'm crawling towards the the finish line, which is fine. It's been a pretty busy season. So, um, yeah, excited to go and get one more game under my belt and then a bit of a bit of downtime before we crack on over the summer and build up to um, World Cup prep. How dif- disappointing is it not to be in the, the knockout stages in the domestic league? Is it a surprise? Uh, season, it's been quite a long year. Yeah. Um, so mentally pretty fatigued. Um, I know some of the girls that are um, are through to the playoffs are at that point of view, uh, but I, you know, I think a few more days and I, I, I'll I would feel pretty differently about that. So yeah. it's you know disappointed because we've made it the last um, mm-hmm. three years I think um, mm-hmm. into the playoffs and it, this season's just been super tight. Um, so yeah, disappointed. Um, but yeah, next year we'll we'll have another crack at it. Nice, that's it. Actually, and uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow both. At the weekend as well, two really close games, frustrating. Obviously, in the the challenge cut, the first one. Uh, well, I was along at the game actually. Edinburgh again, Edinburgh Wasps last minute or last dying minutes try by by Wasps thirty four thirty. Um, ah, it was uh, as you say, heartbreaking in terms of getting into a winning position after looking like they were you fading a little bit in the second half. Well, not so much fading. The, the power of Wasps in the second half really came in the fore. Some brilliant tries, some brilliant rugby, and then halfway through the second half, you thought Wasps were taking control just with their, uh, just the power up front, their driving mole. Some of the phases of defence on the line from Edmund in the first half were phenomenal, but eventually they, they were breached. Uh, but only to go ahead again with a couple of minutes to go, and then 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 yeah. lose. So really, really tough one to take for Edmund with, with one or two injuries. Um, but it just shows you they can score tries against the the best. It's just I think. Really frustrating because it was a a mixed team, a younger team, and it would have been great to to get one over. Uh, you know, former European champions lost. I don't know. It was the same time as your game, so you never saw much of it, did you, Rach? I've I've only seen kind of highlights, I guess, from it. But yeah, heartbreaking always to lose that late in the game. And I think Glasgow had a similar day as well. They were ahead for for the majority of the game. A few things went their way in the first half, and and some brilliant tries out of nothing as well. Um, as well as some really good team tries in the first half and then the second half it kind of seemed like it was all going to go their way and then it just the tables kind of turned towards the end and yeah heartbreaking to, to lose out but I thought Leon's defence and um, particularly the first half was was unreal Yeah you're right the Glasgow one was frustrating again isn't it from a winning position to, to ultimately lose the game I thought Leon started really well started really well in terms of the first two or three minutes and then I thought Glasgow got that breakaway try Looked really, uh, really threatening. I thought Leon were were struggling really um, to hold mm-hmm. hold on to, to, to Glasgow's coattails in terms of the intensity and the tempo and the speed they were playing. It was excellent. But then um, second half, Glasgow had a probably issue at the start of the season with with giving away the number of penalties, and then they really worked hard and remedied it and got almost the best um, discipline form yeah. in the league for for the middle part of the season. But just penalties are counting against them now and given field position and an opportunity for for Leon who who scored a, a couple of quality tries as well so it's frustrating again for, for Glasgow but I think 
you know, the kind of power maybe undone Edinburgh in the second half and then the penalties at crucial moments undone Glasgow. So um, that will be, yeah, amongst other things, things to work on before they, they face each other. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, 1872, decider. There's not that much riding in this game, Rach, is there? Uh, a BT Murrayfield. Oh, it's a big one, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I think, I think obviously with the frustration that they're probably both feeling off the back of the weekend just gone and it's it's going to be massive, but also obviously with the the Champions Cup spot up for grabs as well with the, the winner getting that, it's it's absolutely massive and playing at BT Murrayfield, it's, it's a massive opportunity. Yeah, it'll be a, hopefully a big old crowd in there. Still tickets available. It's going to be, you know, after, as you say, after last week's results, it, it just builds up a, an even bigger crescendo. So, winner gets, you know, Champions Cup, European rugby. Winner probably avoids a trip to Dublin to play Leinster in the quarterfinal yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, there's obviously the final week of the season, so you could end up anywhere. If it's likely that one of the teams will travel to Dublin uh, and one of the other teams perhaps travel to Munster or even South Africa for a quarterfinal. Now both teams can win. I think we saw that, you know, the weekend as well, the, the, the style of rugby and the tries that Edinburgh and Glasgow are capable of scoring will threaten anyone. But um, it's uh, that, that game's going to be massive uh, a week on Saturday and we'll, we'll have a, a proper build-up to it next week. We'll get some of the guys on, I think, from, from either sides and we'll... Um, We'll see how much they don't give away. They'll be as guarded yeah. as ever, I'd imagine. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Super Six as well at the weekend, or last weekend. Uh, I was up at Stirling on Friday night. Uh, Burnham Bears got the first win uh, away from home against Stirling. And um, it was at one point in at 25-26 to, to the away side. And it was a proper defensive effort from the Bears. I think Stirling... Scored a couple of good tries. Logan Trotter's playing really quite well. Again, scored a wonder try from a, a set-piece move around halfway and, and I had a lot of possession still, but Avermeer Bears' defence was excellent. Just held out, held out, frustrated still and as the game went on. I think it looked as if Stirling thought they were going to eventually break them down, but they didn't. Uh, and Tom Brown came up with the, the winning score for the, for the Bears. So uh, it was a good trip um, Friday night up to Stirling to see that. Did you see any of the, the games? Have you caught up with any uh, Again, just bits and bobs of it. Um... But yeah, I know it's it's been a, it's a bit, a bit been a bit of a different league, hasn't it, in terms mm. of results and and which teams playing well and stuff, which is brilliant because I do think it's it's important for particularly at that level it, to be super competitive like that. Good night um, at Bridge Hall for for the travelling uh, Burnham Your Bears on Friday. Watsonians came out on top against Heritage on Saturday, high scoring uh, game again, thirty four twenty five to the home side, um, and then Ayrshire Bulls. A bit of form again uh, on the road, sixty-two points to sixteen down at the Green Yards in Southern Nights, and well, they were the two finalists last year in the main competition. And the, um, the, the I suppose it underlines Rach that this sprint series is a little bit different in terms of form, in terms of strength, and the teams have have shaken up a bit. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, um, I think Southern Knights are probably the obvious one which which stick out this year that have probably fallen away a little bit. It's made for some exciting games and all to play for. So no game this weekend, but a um, couple of big games next weekend with um, the Bears going to Southern Knights, Ayrshire Bulls away or at home actually against Watsonians. Home to Watsonians yeah, right. and then Sterling County also at home against Heriots, which is probably the kind of key one here. They're the the two close on the table. Yeah, yeah. The, the, after after the, those fixtures, it splits between a top three and a bottom three. So, um, the still in, currently a third on, on on thirteen points. Heritage fourth on eleven points. So that head to head will likely determine who 
finishes in the top half of the draw and who's in the, the bottom half or ahead of the split. But you're right, it's it's um, it's competitive rugby. It's opportunities for young players. We've seen a lot of Fosrock Academy players playing. We've seen a lot of young players coming in and, and having to deliver under pressure. We've seen some cracking tries. Um, and then we'll get the, uh, I suppose, we'll get the effect of the pressure of the, the knockout stages or, or the, 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 I suppose, the, the match or the season-defining stages uh, in a couple of weeks when it, when it filters between the top three and, and the bottom three. Um, so we'll look forward to those. Other news, they, um, there's obviously a three-test tour for the national team to uh, Argentina in the summer, but uh, also an A-fixture announced last week, Rach, uh, Chile. The team will travel to Chile on the way to Argentina and, and the A team will take on Chile, who I think are preparing for their own um, playoff for, for World Cup glory or World Cup qualification. So that's great to get the A team uh, up and running again and, and get a, it'll be a, a tough fixture on the road. Yeah, definitely. And I, but I think, you know, a really promising fixture in terms of having that opportunity. We obviously talk about the Super Six and, and some of the players coming through there and the academy players playing well. And it's just another opportunity for players like that to put their hand up and get an opportunity um, to go one step further. Um, and, and I think it, it's brilliant that, that these fixtures are, are happening again last season. Not so much with all the, the COVID stuff, but um, I think yeah, these these Scotland A fixtures are a brilliant opportunity, and yes, hopefully, hopefully, be a good squad that we can we can put out there. Yeah, there's so many players. You think of the players that missed out on say the Six Nations squad recently. There's still a lot of quality there, um, yeah. and you know there's a lot of players playing really well, whether it's in URC or the Premiership in England that are you know available for for, for Scotland and, and have aspirations of. Um, more international caps or gaining international caps or going to a World Cup in, over a year's time so, so every fixture will be crucial um, and it's great to see that that, that eight team um, resurrected who play obviously Chile and Santiago ahead of the, the three weeks the other thing is that that's four consecutive weekends of international rugby which is a big ask at the end of the long season yeah. all the Lions players be rested some might some I assume would be um, but all that as you say is opportunities for for players to state the claim ahead of a, a really, really important year uh, next year. More rugby, more uh, end-of-season <laughs> rugby, I suppose, or, or defining rugby this week. It's Silver Saturday at BT Manifield, Rach. It's the uh, Serabini Cup, and then we've got the plate and the bowl. So um, there'll be a lot of aspiring Rachel Malcolm state in the field at, at BT Manifield this weekend, I imagine. <laughs> well, I'm sure there is a lot better than, than that going out there. Uh, but yeah, no, Serabini Cup's always uh, a massive one for the, the girls and it's, it's Hillhead, Watsonians again, yeah. yeah, so a kind of replay of, of the game earlier in the season and Watsonians have been the, the more dominant team this season for sure, um, but Hillhead will be, be looking for a bit of revenge, I think. Uh, is, there much, uh, is there much chat in the camp, like when you're in camp between the rivalry between the two, because they, they've played each other often and they're... I think Watsonians are current holders on the yeah. 2019, the last cup. Do they do they get into each other or is it, is it all through the <laughs> Just amicable? a little bit of friendly banter, I think. They're everyone <laughs> involved in the Scotland setup that's that plays for those teams are they're they're pretty committed to it. So uh-huh. they love a little bit of the chat, but but not massively. <laughs> and then the, the plates between Ayr and Bigger uh, and the national bowl between Greenock and, and Cather 
second 15, actually, uh, Carther uh, managed to put two successful 15s out. So it's our second 15 that reached the bowl. And, and so we'll have a, a quick chat to, to Lindsay Taylor from Carther and Abby Bailey from, from Bigger uh, later on to, to you know, gauge their excitement levels and uh, yeah. uh, and their, their progress, really, towards Silver Saturday. How many times have you played in the national pitch, Rach? Uh, just the once for just a game. Yeah, so I've trained on it once. And then that bizarre England game the that we played. Yeah, it got postponed and mm. we played in whatever storm it was um, <laughs> in the snow. So, yeah, not, not the not, not the happiest of memories there, yeah. But um, it, is a, yeah, it is a... Hope for the future. It's, it's a great thrill, isn't it, for, for everybody? Well, there's what, six teams will play on Saturday there'll be proper memories made and there'll, there'll be a bit of exhaustion as well I think if there's any advice certainly I can give yeah. it a big old pitch so yeah uh, it's bigger it's bigger than normal uh, and I quite like well I say I quite like watching it it's, it's a bit cruel really but when everybody comes thundering out the, the tunnel the start of Cup Finals Day or Silver Saturday and maybe the realisation hits them how big the pitch is after five or ten minutes when you look at the clock and you've still got <laughs> 65 to 70 to go it's a uh, it's a big old pitch, but it's a brilliant thrill, uh, and I'm sure uh, they'll all enjoy uh, their the, the time on the, the Hall of Tough on Saturday. As we mentioned earlier on, uh, I'm delighted now to be joined by uh, a couple of players who'll be involved in Silver Saturday this weekend at BT Murray for the Lindsay Taylor for Cartha, Queen's Park, uh, second 15 actually, who've reached the, the final. Uh, they play Greenock in the bowl final, and we've got Abby Bailey from Bigger, uh, Bigger Take on Air in the plate final uh, at 2.30. Lindsay, I come to you first. Um, quite new to rugby, but you must be really excited looking ahead to this weekend. Yeah, really excited. I think we're still a wee bit like, I can't quite believe that we've made it this far, especially our first season. To make it to a final is just beyond all our expectations. So, What were the expectations? Obviously, just you know, for the new formation of a team, and then you've played maybe three or four years of rugby. But in terms of your team getting together and, and setting goals, or just even setting a, a parameter for the season, you, you are you? Am I right saying there, that there, it wasn't there a was final? no parameter? <laughs> really, <laughs> it was really just yeah. So the team had been submitted um, before the before COVID, yeah, and um, to the league structure and to the the cup structure at the time. Mm. Um, however, we never got a chance to play one game uh, because of COVID. So it was just a case of, obviously, during COVID, things changed, people came and went. Um, so by the time it came round to actually playing a game, it was just a bit like, right, OK, we'll go out and we'll give this a go and we'll see what happens. And um, we were lucky enough, our first game was against Bishopton, who are good friends of ours as well. So it, they let let us in gently and um, they were good to us um, and we've just not looked back a lot of teams that we went to um, including we played bigger as well they were thinking that we were just going to turn up with 10 players um, and one thing we did do is we always fulfilled the 22 squad every time we went to a game so we were really proud of that and proud of everybody that's pulled on a jersey this season um, and made it really memorable yeah real team effort we'll, we'll touch on your, your journey towards the uh, towards BT Murrayfield on on Saturday shortly, but just to uh, to bring Abby in as well, you um, uh, well you've had a successful season as well. The team was yeah. it promotion already, and well, was that already ticked off? How about uh, I went up BT Murrayfield on Saturday? How would that top off the season? <laughs> oh, that I just don't even have words. That would <laughs> that would just be the icing on the cake, totally. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of success at Bigger, though, isn't it? I mean, there's um. 
I, I know the club set up an academy, for instance, that's, that's involved. Were you, were you in that? Because you played for quite a while. I was in the, were you involved yeah, in the academy at Bigger? Yeah, I was one of the first girls in the academy the year I right. did it. There was only three of us, three girls right. in it. And who were the, who were the other two? Uh, Amy no. Watkins and Rhiannon Yardley. They've kind right. of, Rhiannon still plays a bit and Amy plays at uh, Edinburgh Uni now. Yeah. So they're still involved in the game. That's excellent, isn't yeah. it? So that, that was a real kind of moment for Bigger, wasn't it? A, a lot of work at the, the clubhouse and the renovations and the pitches and the gym but getting that academy set we've seen a lot of success Emma or had great success this year breaking it in the national team as well so there'll be oh, a, yeah. a few familiar faces you can you can call for for help but what about the the, the team's kind of ethos this year how have you tried to play the game and, and how how much have you enjoyed the, the success you've had so far we've been lucky this year that there's been a lot of girls <clears throat> like left under 18s the year before COVID. COVID and they were a bit kind of not really sure what they were doing, where they were going to uni. And COVID probably helped us because a lot of them didn't move away. They stayed around. They were like, right, we'll say it bigger, we'll give it a shot. And it's like, well, if one of them does it, their friend will do it. So that was kind of, this was really our first year properly going for it. And me and one of the coaches were like, right, if we need to keep, if we want to keep these girls, we need to get promoted. So that was the, the very start goal. We were like, right, we need to get promoted. We need to get promoted. And yeah, we did. We just worked really hard for it. And how often, I mean, was it a, I mean, it's great that you have these goals, but you do have to commit to them. So there'll be a few bleak training nights in my end, but I've played at Hartree Mill a few times. I used to joke that it was the only place that would be sleet and snow in pre-season. If you play a pre-season friendly, it'd be sleet and snow. So how hard is it to to keep the motivation, to work hard, to, to stay together? Difficult. Yeah, especially when we've not got a game at the weekend. Yeah. Like, it's difficult to try and just egg everyone on and get, get everyone down, especially, like, there was one night, I can't even remember what game it was before, but it was like everyone else's training was cancelled. The pitch was white and we were training. <laughs> but And that was one of our best turned out games, uh, trainings, because we were like, right, we've got a big game this weekend. Everyone needs to get down. Um, but yeah, it's not so bad weeks that we've got games because everyone's buzzing, whereas weeks that a week after a game or when there's a lull for a wee while, then it's hard to kind of keep everyone on high spirits but um yeah it's been going really well to be honest and that's where you get the you know sessions like that when it is hard that's why the, the rewards that come along with a you know final on, on silver saturday make it all the, the more worthwhile was it similar for you Lindsay, in terms of you, know, you said your new team but is it as hard to sell at times or is it just a, a kind of joyous kind of honeymoon period of <laughs> yeah, starting been, a new team? i can really relate with abby with the the hail and the this this showers and the the mud um, you know, Cathapitches are notorious for it at the best, best of times as well. And there was occasions where we were the only ones out. Even our first team, we were doing indoor training and we were the ones out in, the, in all weathers. Uh, but they, like Abby, they, they were some of our best training sessions. Um, they were so much fun. Uh, they brought the real team spirit. One of our challenges, obviously, being a new team is just generating that team spirit and that culture and getting everybody together and if you can all come together on a miserable night in January, you know, you're onto a good thing. Um, and the, the train sessions were really well attended. All our train sessions have been, we're growing the numbers still all the time. So it's been brilliant in that respect. And you're absolutely right. One thing that helps team spirits a cup run as well. So um, yeah, because through your journey to, to the final on Saturday, was, uh, was it plain sailing? No, not at all. Um, we were, I, I still think we were lucky enough to have a really competitive group. 
Um, we had Glasgow Uni and Inverness Craig, who are both good teams and equally could Quite be established teams as well, right now. Exactly, and established teams. Uh, so we know we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, our first game against Glasgow Uni was at Glasgow Uni, and they made it really tough for us. Um, our coach Stephen really came on board with us around sort of December, January time, and he's really put an infrastructure and a style of play in place for us. So that was our sort of first test. Uh, with that and they, we only won by about four points I think in that game uh, really scraped by and again then we had to go up to Inverness um, another away game and I wasn't there that day there was a few of us missing because it was rearranged due to Covid and to come away that was a last minute try um, to get that win so that really galvanised the whole squad um, to go up there against a tough team uh, and to get the win was just amazing and it's Greenock in the final. How much do you know about the your opponents at the weekend? Well, we played them in the league. Uh, we know that they're a physical team. Um, they're, again, well-established. They're the, are the holders. Uh, we're very much aware that we're the underdogs uh, going into this, um, which is great for us. You know, we're going out to play with a smile on our faces, uh, fundamentally. But we know that it's going to be difficult. Uh, we know that they are well-established um, they've been playing together for a long time now. They're quite a solid group, um, and they are they are physical. They're good at the breakdown. Um, they're good in scrummaging. Uh, they're the areas that you know we'll try to counteract and uh, put some pressure on ourselves. Well, I think the, the the tough kind of close encounters and a cup run help. You, you talk about building spirit and working together in training sessions when it gets hard, but delivering it on the in games when it gets hard in the last moments, they all help and they'll, you'll kind of use all Absolutely, these moments yeah. in the final on That's Saturday. It. We've, we've had to play 80-minute games yeah. uh, the whole way to this final. We've not had one easy ride at all, um, which I think will help us. You know, we're maybe a wee bit more battle-hardened than they are. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a slightly easier group. Um, obviously, a game against Kirkcaldy is always going to be difficult as well in that semi-final. Um, we knew whoever was going to win that would be a tough test. Mm -hmm. um, in the final so it, it does help us um, going to Inverness, going up to Caithness they're, they're tough trips mm -hmm. um, again you know you don't have a single supporter other than your coach and your physio and the subs <laughs> um, it's, but that, that's what's character building you know yeah. that's what's uh, good for it and that's what makes a good cup run as well going to these places that you don't normally get the opportunity to go to and play against and it really builds a team spirit Absolutely. And Abby, is it similar for bigger? How is your kind of journey to the to the plate final? Um short. It's much shorter, <laughs> we, is it? Yeah, we only had two games. Right. Um because we were we were supposed to have Orkney, but they pulled out. Right. So we had we were away to Wigtonshire and away to Livingston. I think it was the only two games we had. Um so yeah, it was it was tough because there was big gaps in between games and it, yeah, the, like a lot of people's cups cup, cup campaigns had started before ours. We were still like had to finish the league. Like mm -hmm. we were, we had. And that was a big focus for you as well, wasn't it? And yeah, that was so, the primary focus. Yeah, uh, we were just focusing on the league, and then it was like, okay, um, league's done. Right, we've got a cup <laughs> game next week. Um, so we were straight into it pretty much, and yeah, we had two games. We were both away. Mm -hmm. We had. We're fortunate that we get a lot of good travelling support. Um, even all, all the way to Wigtonshire. That's the second time we went down. The hardest part was trying to make sure we definitely had a full team to go down. <laughs> um, but we went down and 
that that was a really good game. Like it was the exact same the last time we went. It was a close game. That's been our probably our toughest games. We've played them twice there now. Toughest games we've played all season. Um, but they're they're great as well. Like mm. we made a full day of it and they were so so great to go down to. I would go down there again. Um and Livingston, they were great as well. It, like it was all all our games have been kind of different, but mm-hmm. kind of the same. I don't really know how to explain That's it. It's a couple. It's quite unique when, when you play kind of knockout rugby, isn't it? The, uh, and, and how much, I mean, is it too much a stretch to say it's almost a, a derby with air? I mean, similar kind of part of the country almost. Uh, <laughs> well, we've not, like, we've not played there before and they were in the league above us. So I think we are, again, like we're kind of the underdogs in this as well. Don't know what to expect. Both fighting for the underdog tag. I like it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it too much. <laughs> Is it a case of focusing on your own performances? Eh? 100%, yeah. We're just focusing on our areas. We know where we want to get stronger and we know where we're strong and we're just going to try and exploit that and use what we've got. Nice. Um, and we've spoken about rain and hail and snow and mud and wet pitches it, it, it probably won't be that well it'll not be a muddy wet pitch or, a, or a, a snowy pitch on Saturday it's a massive expanse of bowling green lawn how exciting is it to to play in the, the hallowed turf of BT Murrayfield really excited um, thrill, we're it? actually fortunate enough that like the the youth finals are at Murrayfield as well so, you've played so there's before. a good chunk of us that have played there a couple of times this will this will be my fourth time Wow. But there's a girl and she's like, yeah, I've played there six times already. <laughs> like, <laughs> Blase, yeah. But then there's some girls that is completely, like, completely new and they're kind of scared. <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> it uh, politely, but um, it'll yeah. be great for everyone to, to be doing it as a team, having those yeah. girls that have played before and are a bit more relaxed. Yeah. And it was uh, helping everyone you, uh, else. Uh, well, that, that does help. We were talking to Rachel Malcolm Eller on, and she can't be on at the colleges now, but she was saying she's only ever played there once as a, the national women's captain. Don't ever played in the, 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 the pitch once, and it's such a thrill. So, for everybody else, Lindsay, have you have you um, been in the, the wide expanse before? No, no, just you know, from the stands, like most. Um, I know it's such a privilege, you know, the, the Scottish women national team don't even get to play on there uh, for their games. We were honestly expecting the games to be at the damn health mm-hmm. um and when they said you know no we're actually in the murfield bowl we were all like are you sure are you sure <laughs> i think people are still questioning it are you sure but similar to abby we've got a few that have come through the youth system as well in the under 18s and they played finals at murfield so we do have that experience mm-hmm. um some of our guys as well have come from Glasgow Uni and played in bowl and plate finals before, albeit on the back pitches, but they've got that uh, finals day experience as well. Uh, but everybody's just so excited to get going on Saturday. I'm, I am glad that we're maybe the first game out because I'm not sure I could have waited <laughs> to five o'clock. <laughs> uh, I just want to get it played. Even as soon as we finish the semi-final, I was like, right, can we just go now? <laughs> It's perfect, isn't it? I often feel quite a lot of the um, the men's players, if you play in France, the kickoff's nine o'clock at night in France yeah. and it's the world's worst. I mean, just basically two days in one. You get up, you have some breakfast, you know, have a team walk and then fall back asleep and then have to get up again. It's like two days in one. So, uh, well, you're, you're, um, well, you're 12 p.m. Yeah. and I'll be you're 2.30. So you should be uh, should be in and away reasonably sharp. Will you hang around and watch other games? I'm hoping to see some of the the air uh, bigger game, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if we'll be around for the cup. cup. 
uh, we've actually got the Carta Ball that night as well. Oh, there you go. So we kind of need to get back for that, but we'll definitely be supporting the, the bigger girls, definitely. <laughs> there you go. You've got some moral support there. Or some, some, you've got some, some fan <laughs> support to add to your massive travelling fan. There's, a, there's another few. Um, so, yeah, it's um, Silver Saturday, BT Manifield. Obviously, it's, a, it's the first time it's been a women's only final day, which is terrific. The games are on the, the BT Manifield tarp. Um, women's referees and all the fixtures as well and you can still, for those who are listening, register uh, for tickets, free tickets to go along and support what will be a, a tremendous day. It's um, I can see the excitement on both of your faces. Uh, I can see how um, how determined and how much you've gone through to, to get this point and all the challenges and don't forget it's, oh, it's the first time in two years since we've had the Cup Finals Day as well. So we wish you all the best of luck. Uh, we hope you're smiling come come Saturday but most importantly just enjoy the experience you'll have a you'll have a blast thank you once again for listening good luck to everyone involved in rugby over the weekend also the Papa John's Tartan Touch kicks off this weekend so if you're inspired by listening to those of us who, who are playing um, then there's 64 hubs across uh, the country the Papa John Tartan Touch hubs to find your nearest hub go to scottishrugby.org and why not pull on the boots